bulls or bears? Who's going to win the latest war in the battle for Bitcoin? If you're a bear, you don't want to end up getting the horns. And if you're a bull, those claws can sure be mighty. Coinbase is positioning for their NASDAQ listing, and Bitcoin is now worth more than Visa and MasterCard combined. Once again, the ugly side of crypto shows its face as criminals have taken more than $5 million in social money from platform Roll. Sound familiar? It should, because it rhymes with Joel. But it's also where our hero token lives. Ah, and now we've got less of it. From Ukraine to the United States, we may be miles apart, but our hearts and our voices are entwined with nothing but love for the Republic of Bad Cryptopia. We hope you're feeling it as we welcome you to our bad news episode number 496 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, zero, ignition. Who's bad? As we said, from Ukraine to the United States in particular, sunny. Florida. This is the Bad Crypto Podcast, the show for the crypto curious and the crypto serious. I, in Florida, am Joel Kahn. And I, not in Florida. I am other place in the world, not Florida. Maybe someplace that sounds like membrane. I am in the Ukraine. The Ukraine. <laughs> uh, so I am relocated, at least temporarily. This is a hop on the way elsewhere, but I'll be here in Florida on the Gulf Coast for the next uh, three to four weeks, depending how things work out. I'm looking at palm trees, and I have escaped the Denver snow. It, you know, we had this massive blizzard that, uh, well, it wasn't massive, but it was a pretty significant blizzard the most snow we've had really this winter so far and i had to postpone my flight because of that and it was kind of like denver was saying i don't let the door hit you on the way out there buddy florida huh all right beat it mm-hmm. that's a sort of like ukraine except much different in ukraine it's very cold and dreary because it's winter time they say sometime sunshine no come in ukraine until like april so travis dumbass come in march <laughs> <laughs> the most wonderful time of the year. Best time to come to Ukraine, probably summertime when all the girls wear bikini only. In the summertime, when the weather is hot. And the girls wear bikini and only that. And you can battle against the rest of the world with your favorite crypto projects and characters in a bikini-enabled kart racing game. You could wear a bikini while you're racing if you want to, but it's also on blockchain, and it's available for Windows, Mac, Linux, and Android. It's called Super Crypto Kart. If you go to chaingames.io, you can check it out. We're talking real crypto payouts for multiplayer racing, battle mode, Rocket League, capture the flag. If you've got it, what it takes to be number one, or even number two. I mean, even if you're last place, you're going to have fun. Go check it out, chaingames.io. And check this out. There's a, there's a website called yield.app. And you know, the volatility of the markets are crazy, but wouldn't it be nice just to, you know, maybe just store some cryptos aside and, and not worry about that even during the dips. And so with Yield app, you can invest your assets on their platform and earn up to 20% APY on your investment. And the best part is that they pay out in 10% stable coins, which do not fluctuate in price. You should go check it out. The other part of it is their YLD token, maybe something you might want to do a little research on. 
and uh, go check them out now at yield.app. But if you do it through this link, you get a little bit of extra love, and I believe we do too, badco.in forward slash yield. A little something something for everybody in the Republic of Bad Cryptopia. Mm -hmm. All right, we've got news, and we're going to talk about it. We're going to do it now. And you'll know that we're starting because this is when you're going to hear the music. And from now on, using EDT, Eastern Daylight Time, for time stamping the coin geckos, not mountain time, because there ain't no mountains outside my window. It's palm tree time. And this would be Thursday, the 18th of March. It is 3.20 p.m. And coingecko.com is always our first stop. Now tracking 6,500 coins. The crypto market cap is $1.83 trillion. Green day today. Bitcoin, 58139 Ethereum, 1785 Cardano holding its third place position at $1.27. The Binance coin, very strong, $260. Tether, 0.995. Polkadot, 3577 XRP, 47.5 cents. Uniswap, 29.88. Litecoin in number nine at $201.74. And finally, number 10 this week is Chainlink. $29.41. As of this recording, we're seeing a little pullback. I think earlier today I saw Bitcoin get close to 60000 again. Yeah, I'm looking at this, and we are very close to an all-time high in total market cap. I can't tell, I can't tell precisely if we are. I'm going to look here and see, but I know, my gosh, I think, to, I think today is maybe the all-time high market cap. It looks like it it's really close. I can't, I can't tell exactly, but you know, it looks like it might've been a couple days ago. It looks like it was on the 14th of March where it hit 1.886 trillion. So right now it's at 1.848. So I mean, we're still right there and with some really big numbers and it's just crazy looking at that and knowing that we might hit $2 trillion soon or the bottom could fall out. You never know. And there were some pretty big winners this week, one of which is Chili's, which is not where you get the baby back ribs. I want my baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back. Chili's NFTs. Yeah, baby. Up 152%. Now, this is one of the ones that I somehow missed along the way. This is the number one ranked NFT project in existence. And I have zero of them. I, I This totally escaped me. $3.3 billion market cap. And I can't tell you one project that they've done. So I don't know why they're worth $3.3 billion, But this says it is worth that. So there you go. I think so they have fan tokens and it's mostly uh, focused on uh, football, European football, soccer, mm -hmm. as those of us mm -hmm. in the rest of the world know it. And the only thing that I know about it every now and then I'll launch it and they have a token hunt explosion where it's kind of like air coins. You can go where you are and zoom in and tap on a token in your area and say, grab it. And I just, I just grabbed it, and it is a Socios United token. I just acquired an SSU token. But you can also randomly get a Chili's token, and you get some free baby back ribs with it. That's really good. So, yeah, it's worth 63 cents. Holla, which is the hot token, holla, 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 up 128% this week. Now, Harmony is another one you should be checking out potentially. It is doing some really interesting stuff. The token is one, O-N-E. It's up 113% this week, 
all the way up to 8.7 cents. It has an 800 million dollar market cap coming in at number 93. Look at that. Almost everyone in the top 100 at this point is, is nearly worth a billion. Now you got Decentraland that's worth 1.3 billion. That but is. I want to say something about that. Um, yeah, Harmony? They, no, Decentraland. Mm-hmm. Um, they, um, they, there was an announcement in January that I think is driving uh, part of this latest thing, and that's Atari is doing some stuff into central land like they're building i don't know if you saw a picture of this i'll drop a link in our show notes so you guys can check this out but it's basically an atari 2600 that's oversized is a building and you can kind of see inside of it it's really cool oh let me let me send that to you and you could check that is awesome yeah send that put that in the show notes so folks can go take a look at that file coin up 76 percent now, folks, Filecoin is becoming very, very important in the whole blockchain space with the IPFS, the Interplanetary Filing System. And uh, they use that, I believe, and that is the FIL token. $4.4 billion market cap, number 22 overall. Also in that same space, uh, file uh, type storage, Sia Coin, one of those old school coins from back in the day, almost at a billion dollars at $995 million, up 73% this week. Terra, which is the Luna token. That's not Terra Virtua, is it? I do not think so. I could yeah, be I wrong. Know, it's, I, it's, I think it's the wrong address for Terra that, but that's number 17 overall worth $7 billion. Hedera Hashgraph, the HBAR token, 34 cents, 2.6 billion overall. Engine Coin, another NFT project that hasn't done a whole lot, but for some odd reason is worth $2.4 billion, up 55% this week. And here's one that I've been waiting on where I've been poking it with a stick because I've had a bunch of them for a long, long time. Pundi X, the NPXS token, is up to 3.6 tenths of a, of a penny, uh, $876 million market cap now. That's just crazy. So there you go. Those are some of the big winners. Also, Crow is a big winner this week, up about 30%. Theta Network up about another 24%. Kusama, again, KSM, do some research on that one. And uh, up, that's up 22%. Crazy stuff. The biggest losers for the week, NEM, Pancake Swap, The Graph, The Voyager Token, and Phantom. Um, and, and from there, you know, there's some in the red, but not really more than 10%. You know uh, what? I below. actually finally figured out Pancake Swap today. Oh, yeah. I, I traded a couple pancakes on it. Yeah. So I, I went in, and there's a little bit of a process there. You really need to go in. You got to connect your MetaMask to the Binance Smart Chain. And then actually... What I needed to do was, was uh, log into Binance and then um, get the Chrome extension to set up the whole Binance Chrome extension wallet and then have my BNB sent over there. And then I did a little flippity flop. And um, which token did I get over there? I picked up some of the none of businesses. I'm not going to tell you. So uh, while we're, uh, we're on the subject of Binance, um, I think this would be a good time to announce that you and I have been asked to be advisors on a Binance Smart Chain project. Uh, basically, it's called, it's called BS, BSC Starter finance and what these guys are doing is they are trying to stop the rug pulls that are happening on on these capital raises, right? Where people raise all these money and then they they cut and run with it and nothing ever happens. 
Um, and so these guys have community governed fundraising for the Binance Smart Chain. And the reason we said yes is because Michael Turpin is also an advisor with Binance uh, Smart Chain Starter. And you guys can check it out, bscstarter.finance. We're going to have Turpin on the show here in the not too distant future to talk about this project. And it reminds, when you talk about pancake swap, it's that type of, you know, some of it looks a little bit like that, but this is more your general fundraising um, done ethically. Yeah, that's good. Once you, once you get it down, it's pretty easy to do this, but there's a little bit of a setup process. So, you know, maybe, maybe you do some research or some YouTube videos out there on how to set the whole thing up properly. And um, I picked up a little bit of this uh, fusible token, which is an NFT platform that is going to have fractionalized NFT ownership, which looked really interesting. There's like a $2 million market cap. And I was like, what, you're that low. Maybe I'll take a look at it. We'll see. So if somebody can fractionalize NFTs, that means like, could they take the sooth and sayer card and one person could own your ear and another can own, you know, my hand. Just like, cut us right in the middle. Just, you know, have two halves. Just cut the baby. Right. Yeah. Just cut, cut us in the middle. <laughs> but don't throw it out with the bathwater because that's bad. They say. Well, it's filthy. That's true. Bathwater. You need to clean your tub, folks. Yeah. So the question right now is, how long will this bull run run? And there's, of course, a lot of speculation. This bull run is different than the last bull run. And we've talked about this before. My personal analysis is, is that this run is much stronger than the last one because it's built on fundamentals. And the last one in 2017 and 18 was built on hype. Uh, do, you, do you kind of see it that way too? I kind of look at it like this. I look at every Bitcoin bull run that's happened so far. And they all sort of show the same pattern. And here we are. And based on that same pattern, it looks like we should have probably dipped, already started dipping. But it did a little dip, a nice substantial one, but then it popped back up and then went to an all-time high. So I think that we are probably in the midst of this thing still going to higher highs because that's what looks like it's happening. You know, it got up to, what, 62,000 the other day. And now it's at 59, 60,000. So it looks like it's going to try to pump past that potentially. But it is hard to say. But what, one of the things that I say, like based on this and based on what happened in the last couple of ones, it seems like this thing might run through December and January based on how the having worked, the timing of the having, what happens after havings potentially and historically. And so it would seem to me that we're going to be doing this interesting sort of bull bear dance throughout the year potentially with it really culminating near the end and then having a drop off sometime maybe near next year in uh, around Chinese New Year time because right now this is the year of the bull I don't know if there's any correlation to the bull run happening but there is a nice correlation with the happening that happened and you can basically bet money on it like once you've had a happening and then that key indicator that was, look, we've been over $10,000 for 100 days in a row, and then it went and popped up over, you know, it's on its way popping up over 20000 40000 here we are, 60000 So at this point, we've been over $20,000 for, I think, maybe over 100 days in a row. Uh, I'm not exactly for sure, but I know we're getting close to that. If we haven't already hit that, I know we are. So does that mean it's going to keep going up? Don't know. But uh, I, I would not be surprised to see 70s, 75, maybe 80, 
maybe maybe even blowing past that to 100 based on some of these based on some of these uh, trending lines and and the indicators on TradingView. But again, not financial advice. But it just seems to me this is a little bit different. And a lot of analysts are saying they believe that we're still in the early days of this run, and they expect it to reach as high as 100k. Some of them expect it to reach as high as 300k. And you know, there's a lot more institutional investors popping in. A lot of people don't want to sell it because they don't want those huge capital gain taxes. And so more and more people are maybe are leveraging DeFi, which was not even a solution before. So now instead of taking those, those big capital gains, they can just maybe borrow against their cryptos. And then that becomes debt that they pay back and there is no capital gains on those. So there's a lot, of, lot more technology out there today, Sir Lord, Mr. Joel Kahn, a lot more people are taking advantage of. And so I think that we might see some more more bulls running around for the next few months, but who said? Who knows? Nobody. That's everybody hedges their bets, uh, assuming that things keep going up. Bitcoin's going to go up, and you know, but they could it could go down, right? That's kind of everybody hedges their bets. Well, there's you problems. Know. I mean, there's India who are saying, "Hey, we're maybe going to ban all cryptos," and China's talking about banning all cryptos again. And so, if something like that happens, and that could maybe you know put the put the brakes on, but who knows? Yeah. So in the meantime, if we take a look at the numbers, when Bitcoin hit 60,000, uh, 61,700 last week was its all time high. Bitcoin's market cap was about $1.15 trillion. Well, the combined market cap of JP Morgan Chase, Bank of America, and the Industrial and Commercial Bank of China is $1.08 trillion. And if you look at Visa and MasterCard, which are of course the biggest payment networks, they've got a combined market cap of 871 billion, which is a lot less than Bitcoin's market cap right now. So I think that that's pretty amazing stuff. Well, think about that, folks. I mean, Bitcoin alone being worth a trillion dollars, one what, 1.1 Five trillion dollars at one point. That is crazy. And then we look at the total market cap being one point eight trillion dollars. But then you think about all the stocks there are, and all the derivatives, and all the real estate, and all the other assets out there. We're talking hundreds of trillions of dollars. And so this is still just a very small portion of of, of, of assets out there. And so you know, as more and more money starts flowing into the crypto market, that's how these pri these prices keep going up. And and people go, wow, people aren't ready for sixty thousand dollar Bitcoin. And I'm like, yeah, and people aren't ready for the government to continue printing $100 bills at six cents all day long every day. I mean, when is that going to stop? Inflation's starting to go crazy. Things are getting really expensive. And we are near the end of this debt cycle. And I want to actually share a really big piece of news that pops up next on this that I, that I actually added in here. It's on Kitco.com. And Kitco is a place where you, where you, where we, you know, basically figure out what our prices of, uh, of gold and silver are. They give you some live updates. It's a really interesting site. And right now, speaking of which, gold is $17.35, silver $26, platinum's a little over $1,200. But check this out. Ray Dalio is, is talking about the shocking tax, cha tax changes that are happening in this uh, Biden regime, um, uh, General Zhao Baoding. And um, they said that there could, there could see some serious prohibitions against gold and Bitcoin because there's so much debt in the U.S. financial markets that we could be seeing prohibitions against capital movements towards assets like gold and Bitcoin and other tax jurisdictions is what Ray Dalio is saying. And he believes that, that we're in the last stage of this big debt cycle, Joel. 
Well, I mean, this is a great way to get money to leave the United States and to get innovation to leave the United States. Simply tell the wealthy that um, you got to give us more of your money. And uh, guess what? There's a lot of people that have the means to say, oh, okay, see ya, because uh, we're out of here. Because that's not, mm-hmm. you know, we didn't, we didn't work our hard our whole lives to earn this honestly for you to come in and steal it from us. So uh, we, by the way, it's a world's a big place. And now, you know, Elon Musk is going to send us to Mars soon. So there's other places to go and um, catch you later. Catch you on the flippity flop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dahlia went on to say, I am confident that these tax changes will also play an important role in driving capital flows to different investment assets and different locations And these movements will influence market movements. And he reminded investors that during 1930 to 1945, the Fed was able to to control yields by outlawing gold. And and you couldn't move capital elsewhere. So, and then think about what happens, what happened in Greece and what happened in Iceland Mm -hmm. less than 10 years ago. These places crashed. And if you have money in the bank, they came in and took X percentage of your money out of the bank account and they owned it now. They just, they just took your money, right? And they have negative interest rates in your bank. Like you store my money, I'm going to store my money in the bank account, and then they're going to take a percent. Why would I do that when I could use something like Kava or use something like Yield.app and, and actually, or it, you know, any of the Ethereum processes to, to, to use DeFi on my money, right? Why wouldn't I want to borrow against my cryptos to avoid those capital gains and to avoid getting negative interest rates, Joel? What, what, what incentive do I have to stay in a paper dollar at all at this point? The answer is none. And that's my final answer. None your business. None. Yeah. So I, I, it, it's crazy. Uh, we, we are living in crazy times. People are putting up with crazy stuff. And I think there's some people that are being pushed to their limits. And, and honestly, when it comes prohibitive to do business in a country because taxation is, is so high, I mean, look at what the, you know, the, the colonists did. They said, uh, you know, stick it in your, your butthole there, King George. We're out of here. And, and take your tea and shove it in the river. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is, and they is, made the biggest pot of tea there in the Bay. That was like, look at all this tea. This so, is delicious. I bet so the tasty. fish were like all buzzing from caffeine. Like what is this brown water? Is this muddy? What's going on? I feel so good. This is some delicious ass tea. Is this Earl Grey? So investors are bullish on crypto and prices, you know, could, could go either way, but there's a few other bullish things on the horizon. And that is that crypto events are taking place and uh, some of them in-person events. Again, they're starting up. In fact, you just got accepted to speak at uh, NFT NYC in October in Times Square. But uh, mm-hmm. I'm before- actually in Ukraine to speak at the event in Kiev on 26th. Oh, it's very good. Meanwhile, Blockchain Africa Conference 2021, Token 2049 are, are all setting up uh, Blockchain Expo Global 2021, uh, which I think actually just happened yesterday and today. Uh, and so it's good to see conferences firing up again, hopefully more than, than virtual. And I think that just means there's a lot of people interested in talking about what's going on in this space. That is always a good sign. Yeah, and you know what's funny, actually, is that um, the last time we had an event that we went to, I think, it, I think the last event we went to, if I'm not mistaken, and I might be, 
wasn't it NFT NYC? As the last event you went to, um, I went to one right after that in San Diego. It wasn't a crypto event. It was a social oh, right, media right. marketing okay. world. No, that's true. But what's really funny is I remember, and I'll let you make your point in a second, is that um, it, it was when I was in San Diego for that event that all of the other events that were coming, like traffic and conversion, they all they were saying, we're canceling, we're canceling. And uh, social media marketing world went on in spite of it. And after I got back from that, that was the last event of the year. Yeah, and, and so my point on this was whenever we, we were really at the beginning, and we have been, of this NFT thing, and, this, and, and that's what's so crazy about it is nobody was really talking about NFTs. I think you probably went to the event in, uh, in San Diego, and, and I know you were, you were chatting with Michael Stelzner over there uh-huh. about some crypto stuff and NFTs and how you know, some of the stuff is changing, but they weren't ready. Now, they're get, now these people are getting ready, and – that's why this is just such a, such a fun and interesting time. And so much so, folks, that we're going to be doing this next step. There's so much going on in NFTs right now that our next episode is going to be about NFTs. So on Sunday, when we normally have an interview, instead we're going to be talking about the good, the bad, and the ugly of NFTs. And quite possibly that episode should go maybe on Bad Crypto and the Nifty Show, Joel, because it's oh, a oh, yeah, I'm the ugly. You're the bad. Who's the good? Um, our producer. Our producer is good. Good God! <laughs> Step back, hit myself. Hot you know tub. what else is good? What's I that? like Signal. Signal is good. I use Signal. It is encrypted messaging. You like Signal? You're like, get me out of this. Joel does Eddie Murphy doing James Brown. Yeah, I need right to get now. out of that because that is not. Daddy yeah. wasn't feeling it. it. Mm. Is the water hot? Yeah. Is the water wet? Yeah. yeah. Well, 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 well. Hot tub. Good <laughs> God. When Saturday Night Live was funny. Oh my gosh. Saturday Night Live has had about three different eras of being really funny. The very first, you know, not pre- not ready for primetime players. Those guys, Belushi and Chevy Chase and Bill Murray and all those guys. Mm-hmm. Gilda Radner, and then you had Eddie I Murphy, really, Joe Piscopo, Dana Carvey, really Mike Myers, like all that. Yeah. Well, then, well, Mike Myers was not Mike Myers era. The next that was the Mike Myers era was with Adam Sandler and Chris Farley and Chris Rock and all those guys. I think that was the last really funny. Although when the um, Jason Sudeikis and some of those other guys were there, there was an era where there was some really good people in there. But now it's just so political. It's just crap. It's hard to it's hard to laugh at things when people are sending hate everywhere. But anyways, let's get to the signal that I was trying to throw at you. We here's a piece of news. I like the signals. Yeah, signal has had is this is an encrypted app, so it's it's not like Facebook Messenger or WhatsApp, which are both owned by which is owned by Facebook. And it's not like some of these other apps out there. Signal is completely encrypted. It is a complete messenger that is in, it is completely encrypted. Telegram is not completely encrypted. Signal is, and guess what? Now you can accept donations in Bitcoin and in 12 different cryptocurrencies, actually, besides just Bitcoin, uh, Bitcoin, Ethereum, and a few others. I like Signal. <laughs> okay, glad that. So Litecoin also, Bitcoin Cash, Gemini Dollar, the basic attention token, G- Zcash, and Link. You were, you were tossing it to me, but I got distracted by uh, another story here, and I was starting to laugh at it. And, and then you're like, well, Joel, say something smart. Um, yeah. 
So I, I do like Signal. I got nothing to say, but I will say this. This is uh, there's another article here on Coin Telegraph. The headline is Bank of America analyst slams Bitcoin. Buying one BTC is like owning sixty cars. Says this guy's name is Francisco Blanche. And he has slammed Bitcoin as exceptionally volatile, impractical, and an environmentally disastrous asset that's useless as a store of wealth or an inflation hedge. This, uh, this sounds to me like the same kind of guy who would have said when, the, the, when Ford invented the automobile, we don't, we don't need these automobiles. We got horse and buggies. And, right. and ho- horses do just fine, and they they get the job done. And and cars, this, this here newfangled automobile is uh, is not practical. Mm-hmm. Well, they said the same thing. Who was the? It was uh, the head of um, God. I don't remember who it was, but I think it was DEC that company. And he goes, he was the CEO of of DEC, and he goes, uh, Why would anybody need to have a computer in their home? You only, there's only going to need to be like maybe five computers in the world. Like why would we need, why would people need to have a personal computer in their home? Check that one out for idiotic. Another one that always gets me is, you know, Western union did not become PayPal. Right. Well, and then, and then the, 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 uh, the pony express did not evolve into the telephone, right? Like you're in your little lane. You don't see outside your lane typically, like the people who, who, had the, who created refrigeration in your home for air conditioning and for your refrigerator, well, that wasn't created by the folks who brought the big blocks of ice to put inside your ice box. Like innovation doesn't normally happen within it. And there's normally some outsider coming in and pushing, pushing in and uh, creating some totally new paradigm that people just weren't expecting. Like kind of like crypto. We didn't expect that, right? A lot of people don't understand it yet, but that's okay. They will. And one of the things that we have to understand in the crypto world is that where there's money, there is crime. And there are some horrible people out there. There's some desperate people. There's some just bad uh, hombres out there. And Mm -hmm. so the platform that we launched the Hero Token on a few weeks ago got hacked and and we actually don't know exactly what happened yet we just know that the um that the hacker was able to access the private keys to rolls hot wallet so tryroll.com is the site and the the attacker uh took tons of tokens from all of the different coins that were on there there's like 44 on there and they sold them quickly uh, into Ethereum using some private, you know, third-party sites for $5.7 million, 3,000 ETH. And they basically crashed uh, the price of, of every token on there. Some of the bigger ones have uh, recovered like Whale. Um, they're not going anywhere. It's, it's sticking around. But um, they, uh, they took, I, I want to say, based on what I can see, um, that they took something like 13% of the hero supply. Mm. So basically what that means was there was 13% of our hero supply that was just sitting in our wallet that what hadn't been distributed, correct? Uh, that, that is correct. And, and honestly, um, there's nobody uh, – there weren't whales in hero yet. There were some that, you know, owned a little bit. Uh, but when you think of whales, you think of, you know, a significant – percentage and really roll yourself and in, in myself 
we're the ones that are most damaged by this. And of course, you know, we're still waiting. I've been waiting for days now for, uh, for them to get to us to say, here's what we're doing. They offered a $500,000 fund to help creators and communities affected by it. And they said they're gonna reach out to every community one by one to give more details. I wrote them, I'm like, hey, we're gonna record the news here and we're gonna talk about this and I've not got a statement from you guys yet on this. Uh, we're not planning on going anywhere and uh, we, we believe in you know Hero Token, but we would like to talk to their team and know, you know what's going on here. And I, I would just say this, I mean, this is just a prime example of why you don't keep your cryptos on a, on a, on a custodial wallet. Right. And so what happens is on this, if you're on a social token, they're distributing X amount of your tokens to you every single month, you're getting an allocation. And if you just leave it sitting on the wallet, that's just like these hackers were just sitting there waiting. And there was some big ones. There's one called friends with benefits that was up to like $55. And then the, as Joel mentioned, the whale token, which is like 30 something dollars. If they had a bunch of those sitting in their wallets, they were just ready to pounce on that because there's a whole lot of money in there. Now, our token was only worth 20 cents and we were sitting, there's probably what, I mean, 1.3 million of our tokens was sitting inside that wallet that were completely gone. And then they just, they just liquidated everything and brought the coin value down to, you know, micro pennies. And uh, that's what happens. Don't leave your cryptos on exchanges, folks. Don't leave them in custodial wallets. You want to make sure you have them private, regardless if it's a social token, as in this instance, but just a prime example. Hackers can get in and they can snag all of it and grab all of it. And don't leave cryptos sitting in your wallet. Don't leave them sitting on Binance. Don't leave them sitting in Coinbase. Get them out and put them in something you control because this shit could happen on those. And they're going to go, whoops, we're sorry. We don't know. We thought we had it all under control, but we didn't. But guess what? Bitcoin's never been hacked. Keep that in mind. These wallets and some of these other things that cryptos have been hacked, but just because these private keys are vulnerable and somebody else had access to them, maybe multiple, I don't, we don't know what happened yet on this because they haven't really said, but they no. said it wasn't a hack. It was some vulnerabilities around the keys somehow. Yeah, somehow I don't know. Was it an inside job? I don't know, but I'm looking, you know, you mentioned friends with benefits. It was the top token at 50 something odd dollars. It's at 14.7 cents right now. So that tells, and I don't know this for sure, but they probably shut it down. I mean, there's going to be a lot of uh, coins that just walk away from this and uh, really right. prime uh, time for rally to capitalize on it. You know, we talked to the guys at rally and, mm -hmm. and uh, we discovered them after we discovered roll had already decided to issue on roll um, rallies doing something similar in the space of social money, similar, but different. And their token went up like a hundred percent, you know, when this hack happened, it's like, all right, rallies rallying. Yeah, and I'm, I, I cannot confirm nor deny, but I may have sold all of mine when it went pop pop because it just looked like it was like a, like an ad, it was sitting at twenty five cents for forever, and then all of a sudden it just pops up to like a dollar, like almost a dollar, whatever. Like, come on, that's that's some taking advantage of some other stuff, but that's that's the nature of the beast in this space. And I bet a lot of these you know social token holders that were on roll are maybe looking at rally and some of these other solutions out there because. When you just get all your stuff just wiped out like that, that loses, you lose faith in the project, regardless of how good their intentions are. Something happened and it didn't win. It didn't work out for folks. So that's the way it goes. Well, you sold right on time, Travis, because it's up 61% today to $1.22. Is it really? Yeah. Rally, nice. is, rally is still rallying Perfect. right now. Um, and you, look, 
when your competitor has something major like this happen, it's going to create a bull run for your token. I mean, I, I don't think that they're applauding going, yay, our competitor got, you know, hacked. It's cut, but they have to be applauding the, uh, the consequences of it for, yeah. you know, their token. I can either confirm nor deny that I did get a message, a DM from somebody over there at rally. Um, not, not, not necessarily specifically talking about it, but like, are you sure you don't want to be on rally? No. Was somebody from the team? One of their advisors, you know the guy. Oh yeah, I know the guy. <laughs> well, it may be. It depends what ends up happening. Again, we have no um, personal statement from the team at Roll, other than you know mm -hmm. I reached out to him twice, and the response has been we're working as fast as we can to get through this and communicate with everyone. We'll reach out as soon as possible. Well, yeah. We're working as fast as we can too, folks. And if we don't find any something out by maybe the end of the month, then maybe we'll, there'll be another solution that we'll look into. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Because I happens. actually really like the rally solution because it's like the way that the the rally token is sort of built into the economics of it all. There's a night. It's a totally different ecosystem. The way that it's set up. Maybe that's something to look into. I mean, no, there's no better time than now if we had the value of it get completely wiped out than to try something new. We shall, we'll keep you guys posted. Uh, meanwhile, other news happening. Coinbase is going to be going public at the end of the month, and they have registered almost 115 million shares for a direct NASDAQ listing, Class A common stock. They've got all their filings in place. Um, they, were going, they announced it last December, and the pre-IPO valuation is about $100 billion. So it suggests that the average price per share is going to be $343. We'll see what it is when it actually comes out. But more proof that crypto is here to stay. A lot of money pouring in through Coinbase. Let me tell you this. Did you just say that the value of this would be worth how much? $100 billion. $100 billion. If that's the case, that's number three on the market cap. Isn't that incredible? Crypto, right? But, but here's the thing. To me, why would they go the IPO route and, and then try to and, and give up percentage of their company when they could literally create the, the CB token or the Coinbase token or CBS or coin or whatever you wanted to call it and have a freaking token like Binance does? Like, why wouldn't you do that? Like, why wouldn't you be part of the ecosystem that you're helping grow. Like instead they basically said, Oh, Hey, cool, cool. We're going to go do an IPO over here in the traditional markets, even though we're disrupting those traditional markets with our Coinbase exchange. Maybe why, why reg not? regulation, maybe, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Cause Binance will do an STO. Why not do an STO? I don't know. Yeah, I don't anyway. know either. It is a way above my pay grade. Okay. I mean, right. I, this is why this is the bad crypto podcast folks. We yeah. don't know. We just have questions too. We don't have, we don't know Jack. We do know that if you were in South Korea and you are hiding your crypto gains or using them for illicit activities, they're going to crack down on you. They're saying up uh, the tax authority. They're coming after you right now. They're targeting individuals with uh, with winnings and in tax defaults um, and recovering cash, bonds, other hidden assets. So there you go. Stiff penalties uh, and an upscaled anti money laundering protocol. They're in, uh, it's, it's all over the world. They're looking at ways to to crack down and to gain control. And I'm all for fighting crime. Um, I'm not a big fan of government's seizing money because taxation is theft, but you got to pay your taxes. And, uh, and here's the thing. They're, they're having a planned 20% capital gains tax on crypto 
it's going to come into effect in January 1st of 2022. So they're looking into some of this stuff, but really they said, here's what's going on. Now, 20% capital gains tax. Okay. Maybe that's not a bad idea. When in America, we're talking 40% or some, in some cases even higher, like, come on, like these numbers are, are out of control in some cases. Yeah. Give us your money so we can pay for things that you hate. And yeah. So we can go bomb people and stuff. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. So anyhow, that's what's happening around the world. And of course, links to this article and all articles are found in our show notes. You could find quick and easy if you go to badco.in forward slash 496. Badco.in forward slash 496 is what's coming at you. And Sir Lord Travis Wright, I just want to give a shout out to our sponsor here at ledger.com. They're a gateway to all the crypto services that you need. You can buy, sell, exchange, grow your assets in one single app. You don't need 20 apps, one. All this easily with top security, the Ledger hardware wallet combined with the Ledger app enables you to secure and own your crypto while giving you the freedom to easily manage your assets and cover your assets. No need to use different platforms to manage and secure your crypto. You got one place for all your crypto needs. It's ledger.com. It sounds better when you sing it. Ledger.com. Joel.com. Wow. That's innovative, Sir Lord Travis. I've never heard that before. That's good. By the way, you inspired me. Um, You know, it's funny because I get notified when somebody uh, tags me on LinkedIn. And I love that you changed your name on LinkedIn to uh, Sir Lord or Lord Travis Wright. Uh, something of NFTs. What's your title? Yeah, Lord Travis Wright of NFTs. Yes. So I have updated mine as well because also a Scottish landowner of enough land to stand on in one place. <laughs> and I am now Sir Lord Joel Com of Bad Cryptopia. So oh, very nice. That's good. <laughs> that's nice. We're, we're at a crossroads with that. That's, that's really good. I just said that because that's in this title of this next headline. Ethereum at a crossroads. The Ethereum community in turmoil over minor rewards fees and we're not talking minor rewards we're talking major reward fees for these ethereum miners and uh, there's a proposal out there an ethereum improvement proposal that could slash the reward ratio of these gas fees by over 50 percent and something needs to happen because these gas fees are out of control joel i see what you did there is that was almost a wrap it was definitely a rhyme Okay, that's good. Yeah, yeah, the gas fees are really a problem. The Ethereum communities, come on, we got to solve this already. We got to solve this. And honestly, I don't know why it's taking so long for there to be consensus here. Um, meanwhile, there are other platforms that are moving forward and, and making Ethereum look better. Let's face it, and we'll talk about this more on uh, Sunday in our show about the good, bad, and ugly of NFTs, but Ethereum sucks for NFTs. Just sucks. Like sucks. Massive suckage. Horrible. Yeah. And it's the most popular platform for it. Oh yeah. I was uh, it, not even that, but check this out. So my friend here, I was, I was teaching her about my, my, exe- my executive assistant, teaching her about some crypto stuff. She had lots of questions. And so she had $200 in her MetaMask. And actually she, at one point she had a thousand that she sent over some over to BitMax and then some to, to Binance. And then she had like $200 left. And then she swapped $100 over it. it she, she swapped $100 over into this other token. And then the gas fees was like 
as much as as what she wanted to to swap over to get these tokens. And mm. it's like, good lord, like why am I going to spend a hundred dollars to swap a hundred dollars worth of this token? It's almost not. It it, it becomes completely irrational and, and unusable. But then on Binance, you're like, oh, well, this is going to cost me point zero one of a, a BNB or something. It's like, this is such a small amount. Mm-hmm. And it's just such a large amount. It just, it's seriously, does, does these miners need a hundred dollars for my one transaction when there are literally hundreds of thousands of transactions that are happening on Ethereum every day? Dude, I mean, Ethereum, Ethereum's so great that they have to build side chains for it to work right. Right, I mean, that, kind of like Bitcoin. Yeah. That's that's the bottom line. It is it works so great that we have to have GoChain and Binance Smart Chain and these other side chains. And gas, would you call it Inferium? Is that what you it, call them? Yeah, Inferium. That's my yeah, Inferium. My and, and listen, I'm you know we've been fans of Ethereum. I love that you can do programmable, you know, smart contracts. But something ain't working right. And as a result, we're seeing gas tokens gain value as well because people are looking for alternatives. Um, And you guys can go read about this in the show notes as well. Um, That's enough about Ethereum. I want to talk about uh, real-world use of cryptocurrency. The Oakland Athletics Major League Baseball team is now accepting Bitcoin as payment for a six-seat suite for the 2021 home season. One Bitcoin will uh, will get you this six-person suite for the entire season. Wait, what? That's what they're doing. One Bitcoin. So right now, Bitcoin is at about $57,500. Um, oh. A fiat currency price for a suite is fixed at $64,800. So they're actually taking a hit right now to do this, but they're encouraging people to pay with uh, with bitcoin they want to see what offering these different choices does for fans hmm well, that's interesting so offer one bitcoin for a six-person suite now i wonder uh does it have to be one bitcoin because i like to maybe i could do a DeFi loan against my bitcoin and get that money's back and then pay it towards that and then i still have my bitcoin i just got to pay back the money well i don't know you got to figure that out but they're offering 100 full season suites for one bitcoin for this season because uh, tyrant Gavin Newsom, I mean, Governor Gavin Newsom said that uh, the games were given the, the go-ahead to open at 20% audience capacity. Nice. King Gavin. Okay. There you go. Also, so Lord Joel Calm, I have been praying for you, my friend. Is that right? I've been praying very deeply. I'm concerned for your soul. And uh, there's this new cryptocurrency that aims to release millions of souls from purgatory it is uh what is it called the god coin i don't know but there's this tweet out about it that the catholic church has been working and there's this uh, powerful algorithm to ensure that uh this this prayer is um is uh hold on let me watch this video again here before this. yeah so basically catholic priests have created the first crypto powered by prayer folks and uh Apparently, there's going to be able to save millions of souls in the process. And it's based on this prayer in the Bible, but the prayer of St. Gertrude, which sounds like a really old lady, like that was born in like the 40s or something. Is that the and music like, from the video that I'm hearing? That little ditty? Yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah. So you, you, could, you could release a thousand souls per prayer. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and the coin is mined. And what you have to do is you have to say the prayer 
take a video of yourself saying the prayer and then upload it to their server. And then they're going to release the souls and the uploader gets a coin for their efforts. And they, Okay, and so this, this is a joke, right? I mean, there's... No, it's not. It's actually a real thing from what I can see. And uh, the, the, the prayer of St. Gertrude, and uh, they, they just believe that all these souls are in purgatory. And so you got to have crypto now because, you know, gold, you got to pay off the priest somehow. Now you just got to basically upload a video of you praying this prayer. You're going to earn one of these crypto tokens. And for your reward, a thousand souls get out of purgatory. So it, how many souls are in purgatory? Do we know? It's a lot. It, it says on uh, on this site, some believe it could save millions of souls in the process. Who are those some? I want to know who those some are. I want to get a look at those some and evaluate their mental state because these are some crazy-ass mofos right here. <laughs> listen, listen, my child. You do, he who does not have faith of a mustard seed cannot release souls from purgatory from, from However, blockchain. the prayer of saint gertrude be upon you and may your soul be released look i don't know about i don't know about gertie and i don't know you know about uh, praying a prayer releasing souls mm -hmm. from purgatory but if you're telling me that basically you <laughs> you're mining crypto as you're releasing souls i mean look Whatever else, you know, anybody might think about the historical Jesus. There was only um, uh, one group of people and one situation where he got really pissed, right? He didn't, like, unleash his anger. But when he went into the temple and they were, you know, buying and selling um, stuff so that people can buy their way to, to God, you know, um, and, and the, the temple was taking their money. That's when he turned over the tables. He's like, get... He didn't say get the hell out of here because that didn't that wouldn't be very Jesus like. He said he said get the f out, freaks. <laughs> and uh, no, he didn't say that. But no, so that the prayer of Saint Gertrude's a real thing, and that uh, I don't doubt it. But apparently, but, the Lord communicated with her, and He promised her that every time her prayer was said devoutly, that He would ease the suffering of a thousand souls and release them from purgatory, welcoming them into heaven. What better way? than to merge cryptocurrency and soul releasing than this. And I am so, you know what? I'm going to say it right now. I'm going to upload a video and um, we're going to release all the, all the souls. <laughs> Come on. This, no, this though, is an yeah, onion article, think, right? This is an how, onion article. How do you think these churches got so big? And it was because people were like, oh man, I need you to pray extra hard. So if you could, here's some gold. Could you pray for my loved ones? Because I think they might be in purgatory. And like, and so these churches got 10% ties. And like, these, these are the most gold you've ever seen in some of these old school Catholic churches, right? So it's like that Jesus should have kicked over a few more temples because I don't think the message ever got fully through. <laughs> well, you know, the, the Catholic church didn't start until after he was gone mm -hmm. for, for a few oh, centuries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, true, true. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, that's enough about that onion story or Babylon B or whatever that was trying to pretend. I don't know what it was from. I, I can't find any more information about it, but it's, it cracks me up. Uh, it is a International Women's Month. We are recognizing international women this month. And there's a promotion going on with, uh, with Kava and the Hard Protocol. What is what is this about, Travis? I'm I'm trying to keep from laughing. Okay, so check this out. So check the this hard out. protocol. No, no, I know that's funny. So I've been working with Kava quite a little bit and getting inside their ecosystem, 
And so basically what Kava is, Kava is essentially building, build its own level one platform to, and, and, and they're building these things on top of it for various different financial things. And so their Kava app is basically their, uh, you know, uh, gaining interest. It's like your savings account. And then they built this other app, which is called the hard protocol. Their token is the hard token. And what that one is, that's like a money market. So you can exchange various different monies. They have a new feature that they're going to be popping on top of this, which is going to be so you can borrow effectively. So they're building out all these different uh, on top of this platform, these different tokens and these different uh, parts of the ecosystem that some of the stuff that's on Ethereum where there's just ridiculous gas fees, they're building a much faster, much lower gas fee version of that here. And, and so, yeah, they're, they're doing something really cool with Binance right now. And uh, I guess what, what the deal is, there's a, there's a money market madness competition and it started on the 17th. It's going to take place through the 24th. There is a big prize in hard tokens, which are around $3 a piece. Why it's is it Binance. hard? Why is it hard token? I mean, it's, it's hard. It's hard money. Okay. It's hard. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's, yeah. You don't want it to be the soft token. Well, you, you want real hard money. It's like, you know, it's a, it's a hard asset. Right? Or the easy so token. That would be inappropriate too. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> you get on to me about bathroom humor all the time. And then here you are being a hard on. I, <laughs> I didn't mean to be hard on you. <laughs> no, this is a great promotion. Binance has their way of finding, you know, some really interesting stuff. And, uh, and you know, you're working with Kava now and uh, introducing them to a lot of influencers. And, and I've got some Kava in my wallet and uh, we're fans of what they're doing. It's just hard to avoid the puns here. Uh, That's true. And check it out, though. They are releasing their um, mainnet version number five next, uh, next week on the 24th. And so... Hmm that's when some of these new things are starting to pop up. So there's a lot of, a lot of news popping up around that. You should check them out on Twitter. They're Kava underscore labs. And, um, you know, maybe tell them bad crypto sent you. Yeah. And, and just to clarify, so I don't get canceled. I'm a big fan of women. I think women are brilliant. They're, uh, they're intelligent, they're witty, they're strong, they're creative, they're awesome. And I, I think that every day is women's day. I just don't understand what the point is of assigning a month to recognize somebody for their gender or their color or their race. I it just, let's put the spotlight on the things that, you know, make us different, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. Yeah. I just don't. Well, there is an international man's day that is on the 19th of November. International women's day is every year on the 8th of March. It's really mm-hmm. big in Eastern Europe. Like all the women, that's like their biggest day. It's like, it seems, I think it's more important to them than Valentine's Day. It's more important to mothers than Mother's Day here. International Women's Day is the big day, and um, I love it. And there's, there's also the International Men's Day. I don't think we have an International Men's Month. I think that's maybe the other 11 months. <laughs> that's sexist, Sir, Sir Lord Travis. Hey, we're bad, and that was a bad joke, and that's the way it goes when you're on the bad crypto because what's great is nobody made it this far in the show, so it doesn't matter. They turned it off <laughs> No, there's that one guy. He's upset right now. <laughs> he's reading. He, he's he, he's oh trying to God. figure out who to write a letter to. You need to, he's writing to Apple right now. You need to cancel these guys. Cancel them, yeah. I say. They said a joke that we don't like. And the great words of, of, of Tom McDonald's, there's a difference between hate speech and speech that you hate. And we're glad that those of you who do make it to the end of the show, listen, thanks so much for being part of this. Sunday show is going to feature some rants 
get ready because there are some things about the NFT space that really have me hacked off. Are you hacked off too? I'm not hacked off, but folks, I just want you all to please know this, you know, that Joel and I are sometimes bad. And so if you could, you know, just say a prayer of St. Gertrude for us, because I'm pretty sure that we're going to stay bad. Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of bitcoins and and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor. That's the prayer right there. (laughs) Stay bad. Stay bad. My father is better than your father. Oh, you just released so many souls, Joel. (laughs) I think that was gas. Joel the Soul release. Pretty sure that was gas. Stay gassy and bad. I don't know why I'm whispering. Hey. I don't know why you destroyed my perfect segue at the end of the stay bad that I said, and you just had to keep it. It was the best one we've ever done, and you just kept rolling with it. It's for the Easter egg. They're not that you already did the stay bad. Our, Our producer, Aaron, knows to cut right there. And so she put this after the disclaimer. Oh, so this is post disclaimer. This is post disclaimer badness. Okay. This is this is ridiculous. This is the true stuff that nobody listens to. This is like, you know, people are like they listen, the show's over, and then they think it's gonna go to the next podcast and they get busy doing something else. And then they're like, Oh, they're still talking, but they're just Mm -hmm. talking nonsense. Like there's not even any substance to this. They're just babbling. Like people need to realize like this is where we drop the gems for which cryptos they should buy. Absolutely. Like that one episode that we said they needed to buy Omi in the post disclaimer disclaimer. We said, right. check out Omi, it's going to be huge. And then it's gone up. Like it went from one 250th of a penny all the way now to a penny. Right. And uh, I guess they probably would have been happy to know that, that we say these things. Yeah. You missed it. You don't know which one it was. I don't even remember. It was one of them. No, but I'm, I'm going to drop it right now. So, you know, I, I, even though we're not financial advisors, I think that you guys really need to go and check out 